Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 25th, 2022. In this podcast, I get up every morning, I seek a word from God, and I get to share it with you. It's like you get to participate in my daily devotional, and for that, I give God praise. I've been doing this for 24 years. God called me to do this in December 1997, and here I am all these years later, and we're still doing it, and we're doing it for the glory of God. I thank you. I thank God for you, for tuning in, for allowing me to speak into your life. I appreciate you. I speak life and blessings over you. As we get into the word for this morning, I want you to open up your heart to receive. We've been studying the life of Jesus. The life of Jesus, he is not just an example for us, but he is an example of us. So as we look at things in the life of Jesus, we can apply those things to our lives. And as I shared yesterday, the pressures of this world can just fall off of you as you enter into God's rest. So let's get ready for the word this morning. God bless you. All right, so let's get into the word. I'm excited about it. You know, this is part 13, life lessons from the life of Jesus, part 13. And uh, once again, I'm laying the foundation for this year with these six steps that we'll walk through. Uh, we're instilling step number one because we're really kind of learn from the life of Jesus there. And then we'll move to planning and preparing, waiting and discerning God's timing, executing, launching out, measuring progress, adding patience to our faith. And then when it comes time to receive a harvest, uh, we got to be ready to receive. We got to is we got to be okay with being blessed. And so I'm gonna walk through all of this uh, in this series. It's gonna take months, and uh, and I'm excited about it. I, I trust that you are as well. So we've been studying the life of Jesus, and um, we looked at John chapter five, six, eight, twelve, and for whatever reason, I got stuck in chapter fourteen. So that's where I'm at right now. I, I'm in chapter fourteen. And yesterday, um, as I was, you know, ministering to you to live like Jesus lived, he didn't take on any pressure to perform. He was not moved by external pressures of this world. He was not moved by people. He was only moved by the Holy Spirit. And uh, we don't have to be perfect like Jesus was perfect. Jesus was perfect for us, but God can use us the way that he used Jesus, just as long as we live like Jesus lived, being led of the Holy Spirit in all things. So if you submit to the Holy Spirit, we learned in John 14 and 10, that the Father who lives in us, he will give us the words and he will perform the work. So the key to all of this is the Holy Spirit. Now let's go to John uh, 14. I stopped yesterday at verse 16. Today we're going to go from verses 17 to verse 20. So this is what the Bible says. Jesus said, he is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because the world is not looking for him. The world doesn't even recognize him, but you know him because he lives in you. What? No, I'm sorry. He says, right now, he said he lives with you now, but later he's going to be in you. So he says, no, I'm not going to abandon you like orphans. He, yeah, I got to go, but don't think that I'm abandoning you like or abandoning you like orphans. I'm going to come right back to you, but I'm going to come back in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Soon the world would no longer see me, but you will see me. And since I live, you will also live. And when I'm raised to life again, you will know that I am in the Father, and that you are in me, and that I am in you, and that all of us, we're one. And so what does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you about the Holy Spirit. And as I do, I pray that you, know, you really open up your heart to receive what God is saying. Four things 
Rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Number one, here we go. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity and he is fully part of God. So God is God, Father, Son, and Spirit. And so, you know, this God is eternally present in three manifestations, Father, Son, and Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is God. Like I, I want you, when, when people, for whatever reason, it's like, they're like, oh yeah, I have the Holy Spirit. And then they talk about God, like he's external. Yeah. Well, one aspect of God is internal, the Holy Spirit, and he's your direct connection to the Father. Jesus said, he is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. One of the things that I cannot stand, like, you know, everybody has pet peeves is when people call the Holy Spirit an it. He's not an it. He's not a something. He's a someone. He's a, he, he's a person. He is God. He's the third person of the Trinity. He is no less God than God the Father. He is no less God than God the Son. He is God. He, the Holy Spirit, God himself has taken up residence inside of you. So please acknowledge his presence. You got to acknowledge the fact that God lives on the inside of you. When people say, and people say this all the time, oh, you know what? Something told me to do this. <laughs> or you know what? Something told me to do that. And I'm like, what? That is not a something. He is a someone and his name is Holy Spirit. He is God. He was there at creation, right? He was there throughout the annals of time and he's there now. He is God. And when you're born again, he lives inside of you. So for whatever reason, Christians a lot of times cannot wrap their minds around the fact that God himself lives inside of them. Like when, when, they're, when they're going into a meeting or a conversation or a Zoom call or whatever, for whatever reason, it's like they, they don't acknowledge the fact that God is living on the inside of them. Like the God, the God that looked at darkness and created light, the God that looked at chaos and created order, the God that said, let there be light and there was light and he saw the light and it was good and the evening and the morning were the first day, and, and that same God didn't create the sun, the moon, and the stars until the fourth day. So there was, there was light for three days with no sun. <laughs> I mean, that creative God lives on the inside of you, right? So when you acknowledge the fact that God is on the inside of you, God will lead you to say stuff that you don't feel comfortable saying, but you got to say it by faith. God will lead you to do stuff that you don't feel comfortable doing, but you got to do it by faith. God will lead you if you allow yourself to be led. God is living on the inside of you. If you are born again, you are a God carrier. And you're taking God with you everywhere that you go every day. So you got to acknowledge him, acknowledge his presence. Okay. It's like this. Let's say, for example, um, let's say if somebody said, well, what if Jesus showed up like in a vision, he showed up at your house and Jesus just said, Hey, I'm gonna hang out with you today. I'm going with you to every meeting, every conversation, all the activity, every zoom call. I'm going to be hanging out with you today. Is that going to change the way that your day goes? Heck yeah, it's going to change the way that your day goes. Why? Because you're going to be cognizant of his presence. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is with you like that every day, every second of every day. And for whatever, whatever reason, people don't acknowledge his presence. When you acknowledge him and you allow him to lead and guide and direct you, the ultimate goal is to allow him to live through you. Jesus said, Jesus was so bold about this is when they was like, you know, hey, Jesus, before you leave, do us a favor. What's that? Show us the father. He was like, whoa, what do you mean show you the father? I've been with you for three and a half years. And you say now after all this time, show us the father. If you see me, you've seen the father, me and the father. What are you talking about? Show us the father. It's the, whole, the Holy Spirit is inside of me. 
The father lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. I mean, you got to believe like that, that God is living on the inside of you. He has given you the words and he performs the work through you. You're yielded to him in all things at all times in every way. Is God living on the inside of us? Number two, Jesus lived with the disciples, but the Holy Spirit lives in us. Let me let me put the emphasis on the right words. Jesus lived with the disciples. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And I've told you this before, for you to really understand it, you got to understand the context. So you got to go all the way back to Adam in the garden. Adam in the garden, Adam didn't have, he never went to school. He didn't have revelation. I mean, he didn't have an education. He got everything by revelation. He got downloads. He wasn't relying on his intellect. He was relying on instinct. And so he was being led of the Holy Spirit in all things. He and his wife, John, in Genesis 2 and 25, the Bible says that Adam and Eve, he and his wife were so God conscious that they they didn't even realize that they were naked. <laughs> they did, I mean, like they were just so God conscious, connected to the Holy Spirit, that it didn't even register to them the, that they were naked until the Holy Spirit was removed. So if you go back to Adam and Eve, they were walking with the Holy Spirit every second of every day. They had kingdom, dominion, power, and authority. And their goal was, their assignment was to extend heaven to this world. Now, the Holy Spirit was removed the day that they ate. Jesus, the Lord said, the day that you eat thereof, you're going to die. And they ate and they died. Now, they didn't die physically. They died spiritually. The Holy Spirit was removed. That meant that every person born in this world is now born with the inheritance of Adam. And since we're born with the inheritance of Adam, we're born devoid of the Holy Spirit. That, that means that I was born with a hole. You were born with a hole that was created when the Holy Spirit was ripped out. Now, we try to fill that hole. A lot of us try to fill that hole with sex, drugs, alcohol, money, women, you know, whatever. We try to fill that hole, but that hole can only be filled by the agent that created the hole when he left. That's the Holy Spirit. And so there's something on the inside that will never be filled. You would There's a certain, when you get born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, like when you get born again, oh my God, there's this peace that is indescribable because for the first time ever, you're whole. For the first time ever, the whole is filled. The Holy Spirit came in. And so the whole, the Holy Spirit comes in to occupy the spot that was created for him. It is tailor-made for him. So when you're born again, the Holy Spirit fills that hole. Jesus came to restore everything that Adam lost in the garden. So when Jesus said, he said this to the disciples, he says, you know the Holy Spirit because he lives with you now because he's inside of me and I'm with you. The Holy Spirit is with you now, but later he shall be in you. The Holy Spirit shall be in you. He was saying, listen, there's going to come a day when I'm leaving. I'm going to leave. I'm going to pay the penalty for what Adam did in the garden. And I'm going to take the keys of the kingdom back, right? And I'm going to take the sting out of death. And I'm going to rob the grave of his victory. And I'm going to pay the penalty for sin. And so now sin and death are no longer an issue for you. And I'm going to be raised from the dead with all power in my hand. I'm going to send up into heaven uh, uh, on a cloud like an Uber. And then I'm going to be coming back again in glory to judge the living and the dead. But, 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 but in between on the day of Pentecost, boom, I'm going to restore the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit will be restored to you. And you'll be able to walk with me like Adam walked, like I am walking. We get to live like Adam lived before the fall. We get to live like Jesus lived filled with the Holy Ghost. We're not living by the law. We're living by the spirit. We're not living by the law. We're living by grace. We're not living by rules. We're led by the Holy Ghost. We get to walk around with God on the inside of us. And the Holy Spirit provides for us internally what Jesus provided for them 
externally. They were like, Jesus, we don't want you to go. We rely on you for everything. You're the one that's telling us what to do. You're the one that's leading us where to go. You're the one that's providing all the power. You're the one that has all the answers. We don't want you to go. He said, don't worry about it. The father is going to send you another one, another of the same kind. So matter of fact, I'm outside. I am with you. He shall be in you. And the Holy Ghost will provide on the inside everything that I'm providing on the outside. And so you got to enter every day knowing that God is on you and in you and with you and for you. And the Holy Spirit is providing for you what Jesus provided for them. The difference is he was providing it. Jesus on the outside. The Holy Spirit provides it on the inside. And the church said, amen. Number three. All right. Glory to God. Part of the role of the Holy Spirit is to lead us. Jesus said he the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. He's going to lead us into all truth. Now, let me just say this. Have you ever attempted to lead somebody that was ignoring you? Have you ever attempted to lead somebody that refused to follow you? You know how frustrating that is? I'm one of those people where I'm talking to you. I want you to look at me. <laughs> Isabella doesn't like that because she's like, baby, I can multitask. No, 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 no. Like, I'm, <laughs> my words matter. Like, if I'm talking to you, I need you to look at me. I need you. I need to know that you're paying attention to what I'm saying. It's frustrating if I'm talking and I feel like nobody's listening. And the Holy Ghost, can you imagine how frustrating that is for the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is speaking, and, and, and a lot of a lot of Christians are not listening. And so the Holy Spirit has to get frustrated. The Holy Spirit is like, What are you, I'm trying to lead you and guide you and direct you. And every once in a while, people are like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, something told me. And the Holy Ghost is like, something? What do you mean something? I've been talking, I've been trying to tell you all this time. You know what I'm saying? And so he leads us, he guides us, he directs us. Jesus said, when the Holy Ghost comes, he's going to guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit will do the leading, but we got to do the following. So my question is, are you giving the Holy Spirit your attention? Or are you so busy that you just rush right into the day? And then are you so busy that you rush through your day? And then when something happens, you go, oh God, why'd you let that happen? Dude, I've been trying to talk to you all day. What do you mean, why'd you let that happen? I've been trying to lead you and guide you and direct you. You're not even taking the time to listen to me. The Holy Spirit is always speaking, but we are not always listening. This is why people say, oh yeah, that's right. You know, something told me. No, 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 no. That, was, that, that wasn't a something. That was a someone, and he's been trying to lead you the whole time. And so the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth. The Bible likens us to sheep. The Bible likens God, Jesus, to a good shepherd. And, and, and Jesus said, listen, my sheep will hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. I like the fact that God likens us to sheep and him to a good shepherd because sheep have a terrible sense of direction. Sheep don't know where they're going, but they don't need to know where they're going just as long, long as they know who they're following. And just as long as the sheep can see the shepherd, they're like, they're good. And, 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 and so you got to stay connected to the shepherd. The Bible says that all we like sheep go astray. How do sheep go astray? Little by little. They're kind of pay, not paying attention to the shepherd and they'll, they'll get off course. And that's what happens with us. When we're not paying attention to the shepherd, when we're not connected to the shepherd, when we're not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, he is the good shepherd. We got to be connected to him every second of every day. You can either live a life that is driven or a life that is led. And going back to the pressures of this world. There's two ways to live. So, so you can be driven by self-ambition, trying to make your name great, trying to take on the pressures of this world, or you can be led by God's spirit. And when you're led by God's spirit, you're not driven. Jesus was not driven. Jesus was led. 
When you know who you are, you're led on the inside. You have a peace. You're not worried about nothing. Jesus didn't worry about anything. Stress has no power over you. Now, now you still have to deal with the, the challenges of this world, but you don't take on any pressure to perform because you know that the Holy Spirit is leading you, guiding you, directing you in every day, in every way. And so you're like, okay, cool. And if the Holy Spirit leads you to it, then the Holy Spirit will lead you through it. And if you're somewhere, if you're in the middle of a situation where you know the Holy Spirit led you there, and now you're facing a challenge, then the grace of God is already on you to, to overcome it. Now, if you did that on your own, you're out there on your own, and now you're going to have to deal with the repercussions of your decisions. So you don't want to be self-driven. You want to be led of the Holy Ghost and the church. Said amen. Okay, number four and finally, last one. The Holy Spirit is the key to becoming one with the Father. The Holy Spirit is the key to becoming one with the Father. Jesus said, since I live, you will also live. And when I'm raised to life again, you will know that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. And then later in John 17, we're going to get to John 17. That's really the Lord's prayer, John 17, where the Lord prayed for us. Uh, but in John 17, he prayed for us to be one with the Father like he was one with the Father. So Jesus was one with the Father through the Holy Spirit. He wanted us to be one with the Father through the Holy Spirit. He said that there would come a day. He was like, hey, guys, I'm external to you right now. I'm with you. The Holy Spirit is with you because he's in me. But there's going to come a day where he's in you. And so that day has come. The day of Pentecost came. That day has come. Now when you're born again, the Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit connects us to the supreme nature of the Father. He connects us to the Lordship of the Son, and He is our direct connection to the wisdom and the power of God. And He, the Holy Spirit, has chosen to live inside of us. Jesus was with the disciples. The Holy Spirit is in us, and there's a revelation of a difference. You got to know the difference. We get to live like Adam lived before the fall. We get to live like Jesus lived when He was in this world. We get to be filled with God himself. And once you're filled with God, once you're, you, you know that God is on the inside of you, then watch this. Your life then becomes a journey of discovery. You are discovering from the inside what the Father reveals to you that he already made plans for you from the foundations of the world. So he's revealing to you. Now, your life is not just about your education. It's about revelation. You're not, your life is not about your in, intellect. It's about instinct. And so, so, so you have these divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. And at this point, you're not being driven by external pressures, right? You're being led on the inside. You're being led by an internal presence. There's a big difference between being driven by external pressures and being led by an internal presence. So your life at that point becomes the outworking of the internal. So your life at that point becomes there's something on the inside of me. His name is Holy Spirit. And he there's now an outworking of the internal. So everything in my life is flowing out of the life that's inside of me. And so there's life on the inside of me. I, he's the vine. I'm the branches. The branch can't produce life without the vine. And so the vine is the life. All I have to do is be connected. And so since I'm connected to the Father through the Holy Spirit, then there's life on the inside of me. And now there's an outworking of the internal. And since I'm connected to the vine, my life just is sweatless victory. I'm not trying to make it happen. I'm not trying to earn everything by the sweat of my brow. No, I'm not trying to earn everything. I'm entering into God's rest. Now, God will give me wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. But there's some things that God says, I don't need you to earn. I want to bless you because I want to bless you because I'm good. And so now I'm connected to the life of God. I allow that life to flow through me. Listen, look at me. You don't need to make everything happen. Jesus didn't make everything happen. 
God can move pieces around on the chessboard of your life. You got to learn how to enter into God's rest. You got to learn how to only do what he leads you to do. He will give you wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. He will give you favor. He will raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. He will raise up people to connect with you, give you divine appointments, but you got to learn how to just be connected to him, not be driven by external pressures. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got I to learn. No. Father, what do you want me to do? Be led from the inside. Let me close with this question. 1 Corinthians 3 and 16, the apostle Paul asks a question to the believers in Corinth. He says, you realize, don't you? This is my question for you. You realize, don't you, that you are the temple of God and that God himself is present inside of you. In the Old Testament, there was this outer court, there was this inner court, there was the Holy of Holies. The Holy Spirit used to live inside of Adam, but he was removed. And then under the law, he lived inside of a tent or a temple, and he lived in the most holy place. And the only person that could visit the Holy Spirit was the high priest. And then again, only once a year. So once a year, one person got to visit what Adam had on the inside of him every second of every day. And so, so in the New Testament, Paul is saying, you don't have to go visit the temple. The temple, the Holy Spirit used to be above the bema seat of the Ark of the Covenant behind the veil. And so there's this big, you know, big veil and it was thick and, and, and the, and the Holy Spirit was back here in the temple behind the veil. And then Jesus, when Jesus said it is finished, the Bible says that the veil was torn from top to bottom. It wasn't ripped from the bottom. Like a human did it. No, it was ripped from the top. God himself, the father grabbed the veil. He ripped the curtain and he was saying the Holy Ghost is no longer going to be in this temple. Now, 50 days later, the Holy Ghost is in you and you're the temple. You're the temple of God and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You got to know every day that you're getting up every morning with God on the inside of you. You are the temple of God and God is living on the inside of you. So let's, let's close this message with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for your amazing grace. By grace, you love me with an everlasting love. You made plans for me from the foundations of the world. Your son, Jesus, operated in grace towards me. Jesus willingly took on the penalty for my sin. He paid a debt he did not owe for a price I could not pay. The Holy Spirit also operates in grace towards me. He took up residence inside of me. And he tirelessly offers to lead me and guide me even when I ignore him. By grace, the Holy Spirit keeps trying to work in me. And he sticks with me even when I take him places that he should not be. And even when I make him hear and see things that he should not be exposed to. The Holy Spirit lives in me. And he's with me every second of every day. He's chipping away at the hardness of my heart with the kindness of his love until I get to the point where my heart is soft towards him and I allow him to lead me. So the more I study your grace, the more I realize I'm not worthy <laughs> and Jesus was worthy for me. So by faith, I declare that I died to self. I yield to the Holy Spirit. 
and I allow you to live through me. I minimize me so you can maximize you through me. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes. These are good notes. You should probably, they're for free anyway. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This is one of those messages you might need to listen to. Again, do me a favor, go into the chat. If this message was a blessing, leave me some comments in the chat. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for us. God bless you.